Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 573. Of cognitive dissonance and Cecil, yeah. we are drumming ever closer to a return to in-studio recording, know, my friend. I actually purposely used the old Glory Hole Studios in Chicago intro. <laughs> just so because could, I just felt it. I just today. felt it. I just today. felt it, man. I I am very excited for that to happen. We also, you know, something we didn't, I don't know that we mentioned it. Did we mention last week the 10-year anniversary on the on the actual Not show on the part? Show. Yeah. We did it on the yeah, live so, stream. So uh, we mentioned on the live stream last week, and I don't think we mentioned it on the show itself, but we've just celebrated 10 years of 10 years podcasting, man. We got a ton of messages from a bunch of people who basically told us when they listened to the show, how long they've been listening. So many people have been listening for a very long time, but it was really great uh, to hear that. But one thing that, that struck me is we've been in this studio for five years. Yeah, that's nuts, man. That is it's like just five years bonkers that we've been. Yeah, that's a fast five years, Cecil. Man, and it was, we were in the studio. We were in the studio when Trump was elected. We were in the studio when he wasn't elected. Wow, man. <laughs> it turns out. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, a, it's been, yeah, it's, I, we've had a studio for a long time. Yeah. Now. Five years, crazy. five years, but it's been, it's been a great time to be here. And uh, yeah, we're you know, slowly creeping up to that one day, which will be a couple weeks from now. Yeah, um, two weeks, but a couple weeks. And so, yeah, we're both, I know I'm really super excited to, to actually, have someone in studio. I mean, God, who isn't sick of Zoom calls by now? I mean, Jesus I, Christ, right? I am. I, I, now that you're vaccinated, are is there any noise at your work about people like having meetings or or no? I or actually gatherings at the, all. The way people talked were was that there will be some, and they are asking people who work there to get vaccinated. And I think they expect that. You know, I work in higher ed, and I think they expect in the fall that there will be more people on campus. But I also expect that, uh, and I was told this, that we are going to be, the people who are not student-facing will definitely be looking at a hybrid model um, because it's just not going to be safe to have as many people on campus all the time. It's just not. Yeah. I mean, there's this is going to be a reality we're going to have to fight for a little while uh, because, you know, one, America's not going to be fucking herd immunity by that point. So they're they're already talking about hybrid model from now until forever. I think that's the only way to go. Yeah. I, I really do. I think that's the only way to go. You know, I was thinking about this, and I don't need to be like the world's biggest Debbie Downer, but I will be for a second. So I was thinking about it in relation to my own work, because I've got 
a lot of staff and I've got the vast majority of them are at home. And I, I shut down my building and my old building and I sublet it out. And uh, I have no intention of returning to the office full time. Like, and I say that full stop, not just like soon. I mean, like, I just have no intention of returning to the office Monday through Friday. Yeah. You know, nine to five. Like, that's not a thing I'm interested in doing anymore. I'm not interested in commuting either. But I was thinking about the pandemic, man. And I don't know what you think, but I don't think we're getting out of this for years and years and years. Yeah. Like fully out of it. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, going to be tough. We're we're still, you know, still looking at like, there's only 10 countries that have the vast bulk of all the vaccines. Yeah. And until like most of the world is vaccinated, we'll just keep having more variants. And from a technical perspective, the variants aren't that big of a problem because you can just get boosters. Yeah. But from a cultural perspective, you've still got, you've got half of all Republicans, which is 25% of the country saying we're not going to get gonna do it. vaccinated. You've got kids who are not yet even eligible for vaccination. Yeah. And that's yeah. another quarter of the country. Yeah. How, how the fuck you get to herd immunity? And then you got to get, you got to get, and that's for the Wuhan dose. But then to get boosters, every time a variant comes out that has the potential to break through the primary vaccine or the initial vaccine that's issued, it, most of the world is has no access to vaccines. And that's where most of the population lives. Yeah. So it's just like a, it's like a perpetual breeding ground for additional variants. Yeah. I just, like people are like, ah, when this is over. And I'm like, ah, this might not be over. There might not be an over yeah. that we can look. This might be like Afghanistan. Like sure. it might be 20 years before we pull our troops out. You it, know, it, you know and, and and I think that there's going to be strategies that, that we're going to have to employ to do more and more and more and more as time goes on and change things. But the tough part is, is the people that are denialist right now. Yeah. Where we're at with the denialism is the worst part because, yep. you know, we have people out there who are actively misinforming people about vaccines. You have people, and and the, the best thing that ever happened to them is is them pulling Johnson & Johnson off. You know, just for a couple of weeks, just oh, I to know. look at it. I it's know. the They're best thrilled. thing that ever happened They're to them. Thrilled. because They, they yep. love it. They love, to, they love to spread disinformation. And really, there's... The, the way that they're talking about this Johnson & Johnson, I mean, I, I, I got the Johnson & Johnson. And I, I would get I, it again right now. And I got, and there was, and there was you know, there's people I know who were in that age range that are women that got it. And they, the thing is, is like, I'm going to just trust what they have to say. And if it's pull it off the market, cool, pull it off the market. If it's, you know, and then, and, and the thing is, is like, <clears throat> when you look at it, it's a very slim chance and they're probably going to reinstate it very soon. In fact, because they're going to yeah. look at more data, they're going to collect the data and they're going to say, yeah, we're good. Um, that's probably exactly what's going to happen. But the best part about this is we're watching it happen in real time. This is science happening in real time. And, you know, we have to move quickly, but we have not moved recklessly. And I think that's, that's something that we need to remember. Yeah, I, I I I don't think this is a. I think in terms of getting back to normal, which is like the phrase I just keep hearing and hearing and hearing, and like getting back to normal and defeating COVID. I, from a technical perspective, we are in this unbelievably brilliant new phase in medicine. Like just from a technical perspective, sure. but we're just at this cultural low spot, yeah, really and it's bad so spot. weird to be at that confluence, right? Because yeah. We, if we were in a cultural high ground, if we were even in a cultural level ground, I think it would match better with some of the 
incredible advances and some yeah. incredible technical and medical advances. For sure. But this is this is becoming so much more of a cultural issue yeah. than it will Absolutely. be any kind of Absolutely. a technical issue. Absolutely. And I'm I'm looking around at this and I'm like, holy shit, man. I mean, like the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, so far there's six people with reported blood clots. If the if the Johnson and Johnson vaccine even was for sure the cause of those, it means there's a one in 1.1 million chance. Yeah. Of and like oral contraceptives have a one in a thousand chance of causing a blood clot. Like it's a one in 1.1 million chance is a lower chance than almost all the medications that you take. And it might actually just be like the same as you're walking around. Sometimes people just get blood clots chance. Sure. So it might not even have anything to do with it. Sure. But it's exactly what you said. It's going to get like this information will be purposely misunderstood yeah. by bad actors. Yeah turned into disinformation and then spread around in order to sow the, you know, chaos. Yeah. Honestly, it's chaos. Yeah. And it's so weird to be in this, like, I just feel like we're at this, like, crazy equilibrium point where you've got, like, you know, a huge portion of the population who's getting vaccinated. You know, in some states, like uh, in New Mexico, which is the highest vaccination numbers in the country, they're, like, approaching 50%. They're, they're like, it, that's a huge... Sure. achievement. Absolutely. You know, and nationally it's something like 35, 38% that have received at least one dose. I mean, yeah. it's so, it, but then you also have like 75,000 new cases a day. It's so, you know, well, it's, 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 it's like cognitive dissonance all the time. When you read the news, it, it, like, are we winning? Are we losing? Are we going to move forward culturally with these solutions and get boosters and do the things that we just, I mean, I can't even believe technically we figured out how to do, or are we just going to continue this weird culture war? Like it's somebody writing, you know, Jesus on your fucking Starbucks cup. You know, I, it's baffling. It's baffling to be in this space, Cecil. It's weird that it is a political issue, that public yeah. health has become a political issue. And, and it's, it's, it's in a, we're in a strange spot. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand that public health requ will require many of us to comply with this vaccination. You have to get it in order for, for public health to succeed, in order for us to reach the point where all of us are safe. You, we, it has to be more than the people that are willing to step up now. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, to say that I'm interested to see how this plays out does not begin to cover it. I'm really nervous about how yeah. it's going to play out, yeah. man. Cop killing citizen. Uh, 300,084,000 results. Narrow it down. Cop killing citizen today. 14,000 results. Keep going. Cop killing citizen today. Broadway and 6th. Oh, only three results. There it is. Shape macaroni is better then two macaroni. Oh. What are you gonna kill me, you peckerwood? Oh. You got him. You know what we're not on the verge of realizing, though, Tom? What's that, Cecil? That the police <laughs> love to kick the shit out of us. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> how a fucking bout it. Man. It's bonkers. So this story comes from CBS News. Former Buffalo officer who stopped fellow cops chokehold on suspect will get pension after winning lawsuit. So... There was a former Buffalo police officer who stopped one other cop. So, and we've talked about this. Why don't the other cops intervene? Why don't the other cops intervene? 
she was fired yep. for intervening yep. when a white officer attempted to choke a black suspect. She was fired, Tom. <laughs> Literally right in the movies, I'm a couple weeks away from retiring. She yep. was going to get her full pension <clears throat> A couple weeks, they literally fired her a few weeks ahead of that to, to deny her her full pension. Yeah, let me let me read this because it boggles the mind that this went to court because that means that there had to be an opposing side to yep. the argument. Yep. Like a serious yep. or serious-ish or serious-seeming person had to stand there and contend that there was another moral or legal option, yeah. right? right. Horn gained national attention in 2006 when she stopped Officer Greg Kwiatowski's chokehold on Neil Mack. Neil Mack looked like he was about to die, Horn told CBS this morning in an interview in 2020, 14 years after the event. So had I not stepped in, he possibly could have. He was handcuffed and being choked. She was ultimately fired in 2008, mere months before she was eligible to receive her full pension. You have to pay for that she normally. Sued. To get choked while you're handcuffed, you normally have to pay somebody a lot of money. <laughs> now, if she was choking him, <laughs> right? then it would have been it would have been different. Then she then you got to leave a tip, and He's it's like a whole thing. Screaming the safe word, nobody's you know? <laughs> listening. You yeah. just zip his mouth shut. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When police are choking you, there is no safe word. There's just none. Right. You don't have no. one. There's no, no. safe word. It, the safe word is not, I can't breathe. I'm dying. The safe word is not, Doesn't mother, work. help me. Does not work. No. Nothing nope. works. There's no nope. safe word. This guy, by the way, sued the five officers that were involved in his arrest. The jury found no wrongdoing in a rule of five to one. The only black guy on the jury was like, yeah, I'm the one. Yeah. I'm the one. How do you How do you find no wrongdoing? What, in what world are you like, all right, he is handcuffed. But he hasn't been choked enough. We tried him in the court of white supremacy. <laughs> we tried him in the this, court of systemic right? racism. Yeah. Incidentally, that same cop who fucking choked in, in 2018, he was sentenced to four months in federal prison for a 2009 incident in which he used unlawful and unreasonable force against four black teenagers, including slamming their heads into a car. Every one of these guys that does this and that gets caught has almost always has a record as long as their arm of being fucking Charlie Bronson and beating people up. Yep. That almost look at look at Derek Chauvin. Look at what's happening right now with the George Floyd case up there. If you watch it or pay attention to it, when they bring up all the incidents in his past where he fucking like went out of his way to hurt people. Yep. And then they're also they also bring up they also interestingly brought up at one point where he actually saved the guy's life. Because he turned him on his side. And so he knew better. He fucking knew I know. better. That, that was interesting in that. Uh, have you been following the trial? Yeah, I like, have. Yeah. yeah, I've been reading about it. That, that was that was a really interesting and smart thing for prosecution to bring up. Like, yeah, I turned that guy. I know this is dangerous. Yep. There's he knew. evidence he fucking you fucking knew, know. Man. There's no he fucking knew. He knew. There's no way. That trial is not going well for the defense. Dude, that, that fucking tape. I mean. I fucking watched that shit when it happened, but I don't know what, maybe it's just a year of utter despair that I just spent, <laughs> but it's fucking it heartbreaking yeah. now. Like it, it was it bad really back then. Like it was bad. And I watched it a couple times, right? So it was bad in fucking June when it happened or whatever last year. Right. It was fucking bad. But I heard it during this trial and I'm getting choked up. I'm watching. I'm like, motherfucker. 
I can't yeah, believe it's really I, bad. I, you know, the it's like the you know, it's probably the fourth or fifth time I've seen it. And like I say, maybe it's just what has happened over the summer, which was literally nothing to solve the fucking problem. Maybe that's what I'm like, why I'm feeling this, but it is hard to fucking watch again. It's yeah. fucking hard to watch again. Man. It really is. It really is unbelievably gut wrenching and it's unbelievably slow. And it's just so spectacularly unnecessary and just cruel. There's just an indifference to that level of cruelty, yeah. which is, I mean, it is depraved. It is it is depraved yeah. indifference to the suffering of another human being that you're causing. And people are pointing it out. And I have to wonder, and I don't know, man, but like, I part of me wonders is like, like, are these guys so hubristic that the presence of people saying, hey, stop that, you're killing is like, now nah, I got to like now double I gotta down do and I can't. Yeah. Right. Like I can't be shown to be weak because of this fucking toxic culture and this toxic masculinity bullshit. And you know, like this, like loss of authority or ceding to the, you know, other, someone else's will make me look weaker. Like, I wonder if any of that shit horrifyingly played into it, you know, because it's just, you watch it and I don't understand how you can just slowly fucking asphyxiate somebody who's begging you not to asphyxiate them. Yeah. It's just, it's what just so horrible. Yeah. What's just the fuck? so fucking horrible. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what is, and, and there always is this, this machismo, this bullshit that happened this last week with the guy who got fucking maced where, oh my God, know, the, the cop is basically saying, I'm going to fucking, you're going to ride the lightning. You better damn well be afraid of me and all that stuff. Like what the fuck, man? And the, th the thing is, is that yep. and the defense to all this, the defense that we hear constantly is this idea that there's some, there's some way in which they deserve this kind of thing. Right. So maybe they didn't, cause you know, that person was a criminal and so they they did drugs and they were on drugs and they were you know they were trying to steal and they, there's all this extra shit that we we pile on cuz we want to like dis they want to discredit and dislike the victim so right. that we suddenly side with the police officer cuz they're just catching a bad guy right a bad guy and I'm using quotes here bad guy right and so there's just this weird thing that we do where we keep on sort of uh, and the the arguments belie this fact because they keep on saying, you know, oh, he had drugs in his system and did the, you know, was it the the knee on his throat for ten minutes that killed him? No, it could have also been that he was high at the time or something. And so we right. we in some way want to make sure that we keep on vilifying the victim over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it's and we and we keep we keep on excusing the abuser over and over. Well, We're in this weird abusive relationship with the police that we've been in for years and we're and we just keep doing it over and over and over again. We keep doing the same thing where we yep. excuse their abuse. Man, did you see so that 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 guy who got shot this last week because the police officer mistook her oh, taser yeah. for her service weapon. Sure, yeah. So, like, I, I got to find it real quick because there's a Fox News headline that could not be a better example of what you were just pointing out. Here's here's a, here's a headline from Fox News. Just a head, just Dante Wright accused of choking and robbing woman at gunpoint had arrest warrant. Wright's case was still pending when he was pulled over Sunday. Okay. 
Okay. That doesn't mention any of that at all. That's the headline. The entire headline is a smear job at somebody who was just shot because somebody mistook their... It doesn't make any fucking difference what he did last week. None of that fucking matters. It, It so doesn't matter, Cecil, that the cop didn't even mean to do it. I watched that video. That was a genuine fucking mistake. It's a stupid mistake, and she should be held accountable for it. It was a mistake. But it, it looks very much like a mistake. I believe she made a mistake. I don't think it's okay that she made a mistake. But, like, smearing in the media, smearing this guy, suggests that it's okay if you make a mistake when it's this black guy sure. who had a prior. Sure. Right? It's okay if you accidentally fucking execute a person of color. Because, you know, oh, well, you know, he he had some bad shit in his past. So it, let's excuse the fact that she drew the wrong weapon. This is a case where it's not even controversial yeah. that the use of force was justified. Right. The use of force wasn't justified. The woman who used the force didn't intend to she, use yeah, that she force. She literally didn't intend to use that male level. But the smear job by the media, the right-wing media, against the victim of police violence is always the same. Yeah. It is always the same. This is just another version. This is the racial rather than misogynist version of, well, what were you wearing? Yeah. In this case, it's a fucking lot of melanin. Yep. That's That's what it was. That's all it took. Like a great tan. That's all it took. And, you know, we have come to believe, at least many people in this country come to believe that when you say no to a police officer, that is worthy of death. And they do not care that someone died when that happened. They do not yeah. care at all if you did. Because their answer to this, many people's answer, this isn't just one person, this isn't just one pundit, this is many people's answer. They will say, well, they should have just listened. <coughs> they should have just followed directions. They should have, there's no crime in this country that is worth, in many places in this country that is even worth death. And the yep. idea that you should say that a person who disobeys a police officer getting murdered is okay. Yeah. We don't allow it. We just don't allow it. We don't, we don't even allow people to get fucking roughed up in jail. Right. We don't allow that. Right. Because that's cruel and unusual punishment. But it's perfectly fine if we're trying to apprehend somebody that you can rough the fuck out of that person. Man, and we don't apply that standard equally. Like, I guarantee, like, if, if you've got, like, you know, a nice neighborhood and some fucking white guy is drunk and the cops pull him over and he gets mouthy. Do you think he gets beat to no, shit the same way these no. guys do? It doesn't you think happen. They get, do you think they fucking draw weapons for the same fucking frequency? Absolutely. We know it's not true. Like we just, it's all rhetorical because the numbers continue sure. to bear this shit out. Like, of course not. Of fucking course not. It's, it's horrifying. The amount of police abuse and violence that dude who got pepper sprayed. Yeah. Like, he let, that dude got, the cops were behind him. He put his fucking blinker on. He drove to the BP station because it was brightly lit and he's fucking nervous about the cops. And then the cops seem mad that he was nervous about it. He's got his arms out the window. Yeah. He's not a threat in any way. He's just not getting out of the car. What does he want to get out of the car for? He hadn't done anything wrong anyway. He, had a, he did not have a reason to be pulled over in the fucking first place. Right. None of that matters. Doesn't matter. None of that matters. It's contempt of cop. They told him to be afraid. It's contempt of cop. They told him to be afraid. It is. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's them. It's them uh, finding a job where they have the the this this bit of power, and the moment anybody questions that power, 
they take it out on somebody. And that's happened yep. over and over and over again. And I know that people are going to send us messages and say, not all cops are that way. And that's cool. I'm sure not all cops are that way. But here's the problem. It's the same thing that happened in this story. They're not willing to go to bat to stop those cops that are like that. And if no, they, and they do, get they get they fired. And then they lose their pension if they do. So there's a systemic problem with policing in this country, and there has been for a very long time. Yep. They like to hurt, some people like to hurt people, and all the rest of them don't do anything about it. So there's genuinely a problem. Yep. Man, this woman, it took her 14 years to win back her pension. Yeah. Right. What is she supposed to? I bet she was counting on that money. Sure. I you bet. know, I bet. 14 fucking years. That's Tom. 14 years, she was, you know, you, she was almost certainly counting on it. And look at that. When, you know, it had to go through the courts. They had to go to another court, but she lost a 4-1 in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking insane, man. Yeah. It's fucking insane. This story uh, from USA Today um, just uh, emphasizes the point. No apology owed for pepper spraying black and Latino yeah. army officer sure. in Virginia. This is that 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 case we were talking about has become relatively infamous where the gentleman pulled over with his arms out the window and got fucking pepper sprayed. Yep. And then, you know, then they try to say like, don't fucking say anything about what happened here. Cause they knew they were in the yeah. wrong they fucking look, ridiculous. They came out with their fucking hands on their fucking belts. Like we're going to be a tough guy and just listen to how they talk to him. Just listen to what they say to him. Just listen to how they treat this person. And you know, a hundred percent, they wanted to hurt him. They wanted yep. a reason to hurt him. Yep. That's why I had a friend who became a cop and he flat out told me, like we hung out afterwards and like we were talking, this was many years ago. And he's like, yeah, you know, I like working the night shift because there's more fights. He just likes, that's that's part yeah. of why he wanted to be a cop. Sure. Is he just liked the action. He liked sure. the adrenaline rush. He wanted to just go get in fucking fights. And I'm like, these aren't fights, man. You beat people. Yeah. It's not a fight. A fight, a fight is like, yeah. like, you and I are armed in the yeah. same way. That's that a fight is not. I have a fucking bat utility belt full of weapons. Yeah. And I beat the shit out of you along with the full force of the law behind me. That's not a fight. You can't fight a cop. The cops fight you. Yeah. They beat the shit out of you. And then you cower because what the fuck else are you going to do? I, I am curious, though, if other countries treat their their police officers with the same sort of. 100% authority that we are expected to. I don't know. I, I don't know what it's like in other countries. Yeah. Because, and I wonder if it is because we just are a vengeance-based society and we think if the cop pulls you over, you kind of probably deserved it. And so we just presume that you should, you should, you, I don't know, just be respectful 100% and always say yes or no, sir, and hold your hands up and beg for your life or whatever they want you to do. But I'm curious if in other countries, if they expect police officers to hurt them or, you know, like this, you know, tell them that they're going to kick the shit out of them or tell them that, you know, do the, say the wrong thing and I'll pull my taser out and shock you. Go ahead. I fucking dare you. You know, like, like, do you feel lucky punk? He would, he seriously could have said that next. That's yep. how, yep. that's what he could, that could have been the next line. I wonder too, how much of this isn't, and we talked about this before, but I really think it's a massive problem. I wonder how much of our cop problem comes back to our guns problem. Yeah. Because you know, if, if, if every citizen may or may not be armed at any moment, like yeah. if the cops pull you over and everybody may or may not be armed at any fucking moment, they, there, there is this idea that, you know, 
guns equal fear equals violence, you sure. know? And because vi fear is the legal justification for 100%, police violence. 100%. Yeah, I felt afraid want. I get to use this certain level of violence. They can do whatever they want after that, yeah. You know, you get rid of the guns, I think you get rid of a lot of this shit. I can't believe you said we don't even owe that guy an apology. It's unbelievable. We don't even want to give him an apology. Next up on Radio 4, the dissimilitude and homogeneity of resplendent sexual selection history. We take you now to the program already in progress. For thousands of years, Adam and Eve has provided a philosophy of advanced sex technology. Today, we can owe that wisdom in no small part to these early thinkers and their embrace of this philosexical pursuit. Plato, love is the joy of the good, the wonder of the wise, the amazement of the gods, and the usage of code glory. Cirrus Pubilis, the road to glory is difficult unless you use it at adamandeve.com. And I'm quite serious about your Eubilius. Oliver Goldsmith, our greatest glory is not in never failing, but in rising up every time we fail. And nothing rises me up more than using code glory at adamandeve.com. Shakespeare. Glory is like a circle in the water, which never ceaseth to enlarge itself, till by broad spreading it disperses to naught. If you catch my meaning... Sophia Loren. Sex appeal is 50% what you've got, and 50% what people think you've got, and 50% savings off almost any one item at adamandeve.com. Use code GLORY. Alfred Austin, the glory of gardening, hands in the dirt, head in the sun, heart with nature. To nurture a garden is to feed not just on the body, but the soul. In this case, garden means your upper vitae, Cupid's warehouse, staff of life, aphrodisiacal tennis court, silent flute, or vertical bacon sandwich. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave code glory to God. Romans 4.20, blaze it. Albert Einstein, God does not play dice because there's no chance that he would miss the savings when you use code glory at adamandeve.com. When you do, Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff, including six free spicy films. Insanity would be not using code glory. A proverb from ancient Sumeria. Some say marrying is human, procreating may be divine, but getting spit-roasted with a toy for me, one for them, and a third we will all enjoy is straight-up galaxy brain. Offerings are the glory of the gods, and they really like free shipping. Thank you for exploring the historical implications that Code Glory and AdamandEve.com have had on human society. Join us next week for Fornicating Under Consent of Queen, the dildos and dildons of 16th century aristocratic Olympics. This is Radio 4, some...
while I was away having an incredible, potentially Peabody award-winning interview with Elsa Moulton, we had a close encounter. All of our belongings rearranged throughout the cabin in a highly specific, highly ordered fashion. We have three structures, all three pointing directly to the sky, potentially signaling a higher power. If that isn't confirmation of extraterrestrial life, then I don't know what is. So the story comes from NBC News. Uh, without his Twitter account, Trump's conspiracy theories find little traction. Uh, very importantly, Trump's conspiracy theories are vaccine-based. Yep. Like yep. this, this shitty two-faced lying orange motherfucker. Piece of, I, this is a guy who got COVID. Then this is a guy who got the vaccine. And he is still trying to sow doubt. He's trying to sow doubt in the vaccine while also trying to say the vaccine should be called the Trump scene. Yep. The he worst, wants it and he wants it every fucking way possible. Yeah. But the worst part about all that is that he was one of the few people who got it and didn't do it out in front of everybody. Yeah. A lot of these ex-presidents and famous people have been either taking selfies or they've been getting filmed doing it or whatever just to sort of ease people's fears on yep. taking the vaccine. You know, uh, one of my most liked photos of the last year just so happened to be me holding a vaccine card in front of this thing, this little yep. board behind me that just said, you know, COVID vaccinated. It was a, it was a selfie station of where I took it. We got, we both got in the same place yeah, in Quincy, Illinois. Right. They had a selfie station. I took, I had my wife take a, cause there was a million people coming in and out. So we, we couldn't get a selfie together. We, she took mine. I took hers. But we essentially got a photo taken because we wanted to show people, you know, that, that we got it. But seriously, one of the most liked photos I had this last year was taking that photo and showing people that I was vaccinated. And so that whole thing is, is sort of a phenomenon. And he chose not even to do it. He chose to go hide in a weird room and get his vaccination. And chances are he got advanced treatments too. He even said they even said he got advanced treatments yeah, when he was absolutely. in the hospital. So Absolutely. he got advanced treatments for this. He got uh, a vaccine. He had the best medical care in the world and he's still shitting on it. Yeah, he got the best treatments. Then he told people after he got out of it, don't be afraid of it. It's yeah. not that big a deal. Sure. So like, yeah, it's not that big a deal if you're the fucking president of the United States and you can get yeah. every fucking option and every fucking resource and yeah. every fuck 24 hour monitoring, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Yeah, don't be afraid. So- he, because the thing is, like, he wants to appeal to as many people's crazy as yeah, possible. he loves it. And he does not want to be seen at any point as committing really substantially to any strong position, right? right? So to those who want to credit him with the vaccine, he's happy to take the credit. Should have called it the Trump scene. I did a lot. I created it. Me, the vaccine. I, vaccine. I, me, 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 I. But I'm not going to let you see me get the vaccine because all the vaccine hesitant and vaccine denying right wing nut jobs, he doesn't want to put those guys off. Right. Mm -hmm. He wants he wants to continue to politicize the vaccine because that controversy and that anger and that boiling sort of cultural rage plays into his brain. Sure. So he's able to he's, he's working both ends and they're so obviously hypocritical. It's but the insane. wonderful thing is, man. He doesn't fucking matter anymore Yeah, because they took him off of Twitter yeah. and he does this stupid shit and it doesn't, it barely makes the news. What makes the news is the story about how he doesn't make the news anymore. 
Without Twitter, he's got nobody retweeting him. He's got no flurry of activity on his page. The back and forth, the can you believe what Trump said? All that's gone. Just like that. I'm going to say right now, it's not his fault. It's Twitter's fault. And I'm going to say that because he was president for a brief time without a Twitter account. And his shit fell. It fell while he was president of the United States. Couldn't agree more. That is a man who had the largest megaphone. He could literally call a press conference whenever the fuck he wants. Like if he calls a press conference, he'll fucking pack the room, 100% pack the room. And he could do it a press conference after press. He would schedule one for 1130, have one at 12, have one at 1230, have one. And he could like just walk out and read his dumb little fucking tweet that he wrote, that he fucking press released out. He could just read that aloud, Tom, and then leave. And they would sit there and photograph him but you know what? Without Twitter to push it, it yep. just fell flat. It just fell flat. Yep. It's Twitter. It's the problem. That's the problem. That's the yes. issue. It's yes. the, Twitter is the problem. It's not yep. the president because the president was just using the tool the right way. Well, I mean, in a horribly, horribly yeah. wrong way, but still he knew how to tune it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the thing is like Twitter wants this to happen. That's why they were so reluctant to do it. It has nothing to do with free speech. It has everything to do with money. Yeah. Like Twitter doesn't give a fuck about your free speech. They have give a fuck about their bottom line. Yeah. And the thing is like when somebody like Trump goes on and he tweets something and then 60 or 70 or 80 million people view it, react to it, share it, retweet it, engage with it. It creates, it creates all kinds of buzz. It gets people to go on Twitter. I want to go on Twitter and see what the fucking president said. I can't believe you said that. I'm going to share it with a fucking response. And then it's more activity and that generates more activity. And that kind of shit is just good for business. The business model isn't based on what's good. It's based on what creates energy in the system. What creates more tweeting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, they never wanted to pull this off. They never wanted to pull off the vaccine shit, man. Mm -hmm. Like the more controversy, controversy is dollars. It's cash. That like division and pain and suffering and anguish, yeah. man. That is what the business model is. It's not your baby photos because your baby photos don't get fucking shared. They don't go viral. It's yeah. not your baby photos. They're not making cash on that. They make cash when people get hurt, man. Well, it's the in- always the hurt. That insurrection was the best thing that could have happened oh, in some yep. ways because- that 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 got yep. so many people knocked off that were just fucking crazy asshole shitty people that just got ejected from the from the social media sphere because they were so toxic even that the social media companies wouldn't touch them and they let yep. and and don't get me wrong they like Tom said they don't give a fuck if you're toxic they're going to let you stay forever until you cross very certain lines and that insurrection was a line that many people crossed. And it was the one line, I think, pretty much the only line that the president could cross that they would probably kick him off for. Yeah, and I I, I genuinely think that that moment was so scary and so destabilizing that tech companies looked at that and thought, all right, well, if we want to have a functioning society for me to sell my stock. Yeah. I can't let an insurrection be successful. Got to choose. So the stability of our country is, you know, I I rely on that in order to have economic stability. So there's a moment that has, that had to be realized where it's like, well, man, it does not matter fuck all about democracy or what's good or what's right or what makes, it doesn't, none of that. It's just, man, if the country fucking collapses on itself, the economy will collapse and I will eat shit too. Yeah, that's all it is. I don't have stock if I don't have a country. 
So it's right. not going to work. Yeah. It's genu yeah. genuinely that's it. Because yeah. there was no world where the insurrection was successful and then like everything just is okay tomorrow. For sure. For sure. That's a civil war, yeah. which is, I think, bad for business. The good thing is, though, is that he's off of there. I, I yep. just hope that that people see this and they see through the idea that it's not Trump and that we start paying more attention to this and that there starts to be something that stops this. Either something that stops this or it goes on a style. Like, I just hope it turns into the pet rock eventually. Man, me where too. people just stop. They just look at it and say, this is stupid. I don't want to do yep. this anymore because Facebook lost a lot of people back in the day when it started to become a boomer hangout. I know a yep. lot of kids left Facebook. They left it not for better and greener pastures because we we found out that TikTok got crazy conspiracies yeah. all over a it too. Horror now too, so yeah. it, it doesn't matter, right? The, the yeah. conspiracy theorists will fucking they will fuck any social media that you put in front of them. <laughs> they don't give a shit. But the fact is, is is like I hope that at one point in the future there's a moment where everybody looks at social media like they did the hula hoop and they say, ah, we're done with this. I God, hope that that you, happens, man. You are, I am all the way there, man. Yeah. I am like, I'm, yeah. I'm fully erect for stop. that world. Let's just stop. We'll go back to pagers or whatever. I don't even know. Man. <laughs> Get a 911 page from your right? friend or whatever. Back in the day. Okay. So people who didn't have pagers, if you were friend, <laughs> you had to call you very quickly, you had put 911 at the end of your number and then they would call you very quickly. Like it was yeah, like everybody like with pagers at work. Did you have a pager? I did. I had a pager. Sure. I had a pager that my dad didn't know I had. Like my dad was super, super, super strict. So I had a pager. Um, and then I, I like hid it from my dad for years. He didn't know I had this pager. And like me and my buddy had like a whole bunch of different codes. Like he'd text me a number and be like three. And that means like, I'm on my way over. And then I'd be like, oh, cool. I like three. And then the number of what time he'd be there. And I'd be like, oh, cool. I'm going to sneak out my window oh, and wow. go outside because I snuck out all the time. Sure. My dad had, I had a 6 p.m. curfew through high school and like even the beginning of college. I had to be home for dinner and then he wasn't real keen on letting me go out after. But I went out all the time. I would just sure. go my window. Sure. But I had this secret pager and everybody had like secret codes that they used like amongst themselves. You ever tell your dad that you, uh, you snuck out? No, I don't think he'd be happy about it. No, and well, I, I know he doesn't listen man. to this What's show. What's he gonna do? I don't know. He still scares me, Cecil. I no, uh, you know the, the the truth is like we don't have that kind of. Um, my dad isn't the kind of guy who would look back and be like, "That's so funny." He would look. He would look at it and be like, "I'm offended. You did that. You lied to me." <laughs> And he would be like, hurt? Yeah. And I, I don't want to like- I lied to four decades ago. <laughs> yeah, for real though. For real. I, I'm like 43 years old. And I think if I told him, I think he'd be um, kind of pissed. That's kind of funny though. <laughs> I know. I know. He's just Your like- man he, you know, a grudge. That's great. Yeah, uh, well, you, you know, yeah. it's new to him. Yeah, as soon as he finds yeah, out, sure. it just happened. Yeah. yeah. No. Did you tell your parents about the stuff you get, you did when you were- did you ever like joke and be like, ah, when we were growing up, I like did this thing or um, that thing or. I'm sure I did. I, you know, I, the thing is, is my parents, my parents are very different than your parents. They didn't instill fear in me. So like, right. I, I was never like really afraid. I like, I, I just, I, they knew I was a shitty kid and I was a shitty kid when I was a <laughs> shitty kid. So it didn't matter. Like when I was a kid, I was shitty. And I was later on in life. I was like, I was still shitty. And they're like, we knew. Hey, <laughs> so. <laughs> 
So what is Facebook when you think about it? It's friends plus updates plus ads. That's all it is. Which means eventually Facebook is ads. That's all it is, ads. Now when you buy an ad, what is it? You pay a certain amount of money, it runs for a certain amount of time. Therefore, Facebook is time times money. Now, we all know time is money, therefore Facebook is money times money, or in fact, money squared. Now, since money is the root of all evil, therefore money squared is evil, therefore Facebook is evil. This next story is in a similar vein from Salon.com. Facebook could have stopped 10 billion impressions sure. from repeat misinformers, yep. but didn't. Yeah. Uh, so again, this is, this is really interesting because it tells you how important and how powerful just a small handful yeah. of people are. And this would be information that we could very easily get yeah. metrics on and stop. The report accuses Facebook of being so lax that the top 100 repeat misinformers on the site received millions more interactions than the combined total netted by the top 100 traditional U.S. media pages. And the, really, the, the, the bulk of the report says Facebook used their algorithm to push this shit intentionally. Sure. They amplified with their, with their system, they intentionally amplified misinformation shit out into the world because again, that's what got people talking. Yeah, That's what got people arguing back and forth. It's yeah. what got them to stay on platform. Yeah. It's what got them to hit fucking share. It's what got them angry. It's what got them to cross pollinate between Twitter and Facebook and all of their others and Instagram. Instagram being another platform that Facebook of course, own, of course owns. And all of that is big advertising dollars. So the longer you're mad and fucking, you know, bitching with somebody online and fucking twiddling your goddamn thumbs in a desperate attempt to, you know, confuse an internet stranger. The longer you do that shit, the longer you're on platform and the more ads Facebook yeah. is showing you. Right. And people are more susceptible to those ads when they're fucking emotionally worked up. Sure. So if they get you on there and they get you to stay on there and they get you fucking emotionally worked up and then they show you ads, you're more likely to act on them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much, you know, you don't know what 10 billion turns into, right? Right. But we definitely know that we're not doing super great on information these days, oh, right? No. We know that. We know because we see vaccine disinformation. We see all this other QAnon disinformation, election disinformation, COVID disinformation. We see it all over the place. And and we see that it it's pervasive and we see that it's, it's constant, and we see that it's not a small group of people. These are large swaths of the American public that believe lies and bullshit. And so while I don't know what 10 billion means, I know it means that right now, getting a, a shot in your arm is a political decision. I know yeah. wearing a mask yep. is a political decision. Why yep. is it a political decision? Because it's tied to our all these other things that are on social media that are that that put us on a camp, that put us on a side. And so that's the problem. That's the issue. We I don't know what what 10 billion means, but I do know where we're at now and maybe it shouldn't be 10 billion. Yeah. Yeah. I, the thing is, like, I believe that it could be much, much, much smaller. Yeah. And I believe that it's intentionally not small. How much money do you fucking want at a certain point? How much yep. money do you Thank need? You. Right? Yep. You know, at a certain yep. point, you got to look at what you're doing. And I know that there was some fucking robber barons in the past that had, you know, and I'm going to say this on an atheist podcast, a come to Jesus moment, right? I know that there was some fucking right. robber barons back in the day that saw the garbage that they were doing and thought, holy shit, what the fuck am I doing? 
and then changed their, you know, a lot of their life. They had a Scrooge moment, you know? Right, yeah. At, at, at a certain point, is Facebook ever going to have, is fucking Twitter? No. Or what, are you ever going to have a fucking moment where you just say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. We've got to stop this. Because there are some guys, there's some yeah. guys out there that are out there that built these platforms that are out there giving talks and saying, I had to walk away from that shit. That shit, I don't let yep. my kids near it. Fuck that. Yep. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of the designers of these products that are just like, holy shit, everyone should know how these were designed. Yeah. We didn't know it would go this bad. I think I think there's a higher likelihood in my mind based on what I've seen. I'm just speculating, but there's a higher likelihood that Jack Dorsey will have a come to Jesus moment. Zuck seems to have no, yeah. he like that guy seems to have no principles. Sure. There, there does not seem to be any real ethical yeah. guidelines by which he's driven. He yeah. just... And he's and the scary thing about a guy like that is he's so young, man. Yeah. He's got so much fucking just room and runway still left to just and it's it, it's amazing that these things can come down to just a tiny handful of decision makers. A tiny handful of decision makers that just lack ethics. And and they can help to create the tools that create these insurrections yeah. and the anti-vax movement, yep. you know, gains this much strength in the middle. I mean, yeah. just the horrors that we've seen. Yeah. And it's it's all solvable. Government cheese make the best grilled cheese you'd have never had in your life. Where do you buy government cheese? You don't buy it. You have to be on... You got to be on a special mailing list. <laughs> you got to be on the plan. You're going to end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. This story comes from Right Wing Watch. Far-right extremists unite to peddle COVID-19 vaccine disinformation. So uh, I thought this was interesting because really we're at a weird place where um, all the nutjobs disagree fundamentally on all of their crazy except for the fucking COVID vaccine. Sure, yeah. The COVID vaccine seems to be the thing that the far-right ultra-fucking-freedom fuckers can all unite behind, right? Yeah. Because it's a government vaccine. And they can decide that vaccine is full of whatever. Yeah. If you're, you know, if, if you're a, a freedom-defending constitutionalist nut job on the one side, it's it's big government telling me what I got to put in my arms, you know? And if you're like a QAnon person, it's there's microchips full of baby blood or whatever fucking sure. nonsense is in yeah. there. Weirdly, if you're an evangelist, you're just anti it for some reason that I doesn't seem to be coherent, except for that it's a distrust of government. I mean, it's and distrust of science because, you know, sure. science is the alternative to religion. Yeah. So, but they all coalesce around the same organizing feature, and that's the COVID-19 vaccine is a symptom in all of their minds of everything that's wrong with America. This is a great quote from here, Tom. I want to read this. This is from a woman who is on uh, uh, a QAnon Telegram channel with 68,000 subscribers. If you took the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, according to my readings, you have three years at best to live. Do the research. I would recommend if you if you don't know how God and his, if you don't know God and his redemption, learn it soon and live for him. I love the idea that someone <laughs> just randomly is saying out loud, you got three years to live. That's and it. Then, and then to say, I did my research. I love, I just yep. love, because you'll see people scream that out, do your research. You literally just hopped on Google and Google gave you results they thought you'd like. 
at the top because Google knows yep. you better than you do. Yep. Based on other things you've read, you would also like to read this is yeah. what Google when, means. When I type in vaccines, I don't get, Cecil doesn't get anti-vax shit to come up very often. Nope. It Most nope, of the never. time won't come up. Not unless I use another t search engine and it doesn't know who I am. Because it knows I don't want that. It knows I scroll past those. I don't look at those. I look at the CDC. I look at other stuff that's, you know, that's a, I'll look for a, uh, uh, you know, PubMed thing, or I'll find, you know, WebMD or whatever. I will look at something that's, that's vetted. I will never look at some rando's blog. And so it doesn't populate that shit for me. And, but they think that because it brings it up for them that they did their research. No, Google just knew what you wanted. You wanted yep. to be crazy and they gave you crazy. Yeah. They, Google is in the business of returning search results that you want to click on. They are not in the business of returning search results that are accurate and honest and objective. They, they have the same, they have the same, they're the same business model as everybody sure. else that uses your personal data to customize yeah. things for you. The goal isn't to give you anything other than more time spent looking at their yeah. ads. Sure, they want. That's to, it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's not like like you said. Like it's 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 customized for everybody, yeah. but it's not true, honest, and objective. Yeah. It's literally the opposite of that. And then they want it. It creates bubbles. And then they want to sell the data of what you clicked. They right. want to sell that to somebody yep. else because somebody else yep. is going to really enjoy what you just clicked because it's going to they're going to be able to sell you a thing or put a Facebook ad in your thing because they got it from the click that you did earlier. Yep. Or if it's not if it's not Google, it's your it's your cable company or it's your cell phone company or you know because everybody's trying to get in on your data. They want to know about you. They want to know what you do. They want to know everything that you do so they could sell more shit to you. Yep, because the better they get at doing that, the better they are able to predict and modify your behavior. That's what all of this comes down to. We've all had that experience where you like you you pick up your phone to look at something, you're having a conversation, and your phone like suggests something. You're like, "Holy shit, is my phone listening to me?" And if you read anything, the answer is no. Your phone is not listening to you. It's just gotten that good. It's gotten that good based on other activity, and it's like people like you. And it gets real fucking deep and in depth. People like you, right now, at this time of night, today, exactly, they're shopping for a mattress. Here's pictures of mattresses. And it feels fucking creepy, but everything that you read says, no, man, there's not massive listening warehouses that are just looking. That's not a thing. They just have come to learn you. They, they have learned you well enough to predict your behavior before you were aware sure. of your own wants and desires. Sure. And it's in its infancy. Yeah. Just going to get better. Well, and the worst part about this story in particular is that there's, like you said, there, there's just there's just this whole movement of people that are trying to undermine the COVID vaccine. They're going to be the ones that keep us in the COVIDs for a long time because yep. you can't get a variant if you don't have it, right? You got to have it. And we're going to get these variants because it's just going to fucking race around in all these communities that aren't going to get fucking vaccinated. Absolutely. And they're not going to get vaccinated because they, they, they are choosing to be dumb. They are choosing yep. to to believe someone else that doesn't have their best interest at heart. Those are some long legs. I just had them lengthened. Now they go all the way up. Wow. This story comes from the Daily Mail. This is terrific. Iranian state TV channel cut away from live coverage of Tottenham versus Manchester United more than a hundred times, Cecil. 
to avoid showing the bare legs of the female assistant referee. I just want to say too, when you look at this woman, the bare legs, there's like, there's a hand width. Like if you were counting hands on a horse, there's yeah. a hand width of leg that you can see because she has socks that go up over her knees and her shorts are cut more like a man's than a woman's, right? They're cut like a man's yeah. shorts, like a man's athletic shorts. Um, the style that is now where it goes down a little bit above the knee. What is it? Six inches? You get to see. So oh, man, her knee is really just turning me on, man. Poof. That knee. How terrified. <laughs> how terrified of women's bodies do you have to be that you're like, oh, I can see some of her. Click a button. Cut away. Don't watch the sock. Is there somebody like, is this the fucking JC Penny catalog for somebody must out be. there? Must be, it man. It must be, man. Rank Somebody's like, oh. Look at those shins. I love the <laughs> top of the a lady's shins. shins. You can't no, even see No, I'm looking shin. at it right now. Like, you can see, there's like, no basically, shin, like, kind of her kneecap yeah, like in her the top. Like her knee dimple. Yeah. Like, that's right. what you get to see. You oh, get to see a knee dimple. fuck that knee dimple. Yeah. Oh, fuck her knee dimple. <laughs> Who's like that? Why are you, yeah. if you're like that, stop and think about why you're yeah. like that. Oh, man. Fucking weirdos. How <laughs> fucking crazy sexually repressed. What happens, Cecil? When these guys do undress a woman for the first time, do they just short circuit entirely? They don't, they don't really know what's under there. They're kind of like on guard the whole time. They right. like pull it back like, what's under there? I don't know what's that. It's like pulling the covers back on. So like, what's under there? I don't even know. Well, I, 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 what the fuck does sex education look like in Iran? And I, I, I am And curious. we say that as Americans. Right. Oh, you know? I know. Right. Yeah. Where we're just basically like, the fucking teacher's like, don't have sex because yeah. you get... AIDS cancer, yeah. the end, babies. <laughs> you're like, wait, that wasn't helpful at yeah. all. Like, I'm not sure. And they're like, contraception, don't do it. The end. Right. That's that's the that's the. Did extent. you have comprehensive sex ed when you were in high? When did you I, have sex ed? Do you remember? I it was sophomore year in high school, and I yeah. did have. I mean, it was something of comprehensive sex ed when I was a kid. Um, uh, I do remember we had it also when I was in fifth grade. So that's in our, in our, that's grade five here in the United States, right before you go to middle school here, um, you're sort of at the highest end of grade school. And I remember, uh, when I was a kid, <laughs> I raised my hand, uh, because they said that the, the balls produce semen. And I remember raising my hand and saying, Semen, is that like sperm and urine mixed together? <laughs> Cause, <laughs> Cause I thought, you know what it sounds right. like, right? And she's like, no, no, that's not, you're stupid. And I was like, I know. Just go to the, I don't know go to the back of this. the class. I don't know anything leave. about this. So do the balls hold the urine? Is that what's going now, How do I get my balls in the woman? That's <laughs> <laughs> when I squeeze my balls, do I shoot more urine out? Is that all this? I was such a Do dumb I got to get like a citrus I was juicer a, to I was get a, it all out of there? Like the <laughs> reamer? And do I have to do that to her? I don't even know what's <laughs> happening over there. And as a kid too, because they had two movies, it was boy to man and girl to woman. And I thought as a kid, I was like, we're going to watch girl to woman, right? <laughs> like, cause I want to know, <laughs> know what's going on under all that. And they're like, no, you're going to watch boy to man. I'm like, I already yeah, know I what know, happens. I, I already know, know what I, I know what I have. Right. I wish that the, I yeah. truly, I wish that they, I get segregating the sexes so that each yeah. sex is comfortable asking questions, but like, show us the video. Yeah. Like we don't know what's all right. Well, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's like, What's a woman look like? I don't know. They didn't show me the video. 
Like, as far as I know, all women look like a J.C. Penny catalog. They wear underwear all the time. Yeah, all the time. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they, I don't know why they, like, keep it a fucking mystery. Like, they, like here's what will happen to your dick if you have yeah. sex. It'll turn black and fall off. Well, and they just, they just keep showing the, everywhere. They just keep showing the dick as it's like a limp dick, and then it goes, whoop, and then it goes, whoop, and they just keep showing, like, the, the graphic. Like a party of a, favor yeah, that you a, blow yeah, into. Yeah, of a fucking New Year's. <laughs> parody favor right. that you're like like that's your dick <laughs> I do remember though that the woman who answered my question when they because they, they didn't give us our regular teachers for this either they brought in other teachers I, I guess they they figured that our other teachers our actual fifth grade teachers would never live down the fact that they said the right. word penis yeah. so they had to bring in somebody else to say the word penis but I remember I asked the lady when I asked the lady about semen and I embarrassed the shit out of myself as a kid I remember <laughs> I remember her saying something like you can't, you actually can't go to the bathroom with a heart on. And I remember half the class laughing. Like, are you kidding me? Of course you just go like, to the bathroom. Just like, yeah, let's do yeah, it. Out. Lady, certain, we do it every morning. At a certain point during sex, you can't. But at a, a but with a heart on, you can. Yes, you right. can. Yeah. They are not point, mutually exclusive. Yeah, at a certain right. point yeah. during sex, there's like a little, there's like a little baffle there's, that goes, no, right. there ain't yeah. nothing coming nope. out of there. <laughs> hey, no, 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 there's only this, you know. But, but yeah, you can absolutely help. Half the kids learn how to fuck. You have to learn how to pee bending over when you're growing up. You got to learn how to like point it down and like stand on one leg and turn yourself sideways. And and then your mom comes in. She's like, why did you pee all over the seat? I'm like, I literally couldn't help it. It's a fucking fountain down here. What are you kidding me? Because I'm fucking 13 and I got a piss boner and I don't know how to manage this thing. I'm essentially that thing at fucking Epcot Center that shoots the piss in the (laughs) air and then you got to stand it. I'm essentially that as a 10 year old. Are you kidding me? Listen, mom, I'm I'm Las Vegas. I'm the Bellagio. All right. It's just. (laughs) I I time this shit to music at this point. (laughs) You just you stand there with all your buddies. It's just poof, poof, poof. poof, poof. There's like a whole there's like a whole tunnel of urine you could walk underneath as it's going over your head. Uh, I think somebody's going to get weirded out about that. (laughs) I'm talking about boys and I didn't know I, I was a boy. I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna happen. That's just how it is. Yeah. You wake up and you're like, oh man. Man, I, I can tell I can tell you though, there is nothing more embarrassing than getting sex ed wrong. <laughs> I'll never vote Trump. Never vote Trump. Never vote Trump. Not me. Not me. Not me. Not me. No girl. No. This story comes from Huffington Post, and it shouldn't be a story. Liz Cheney's answer on if she'd ever vote for Trump stumps Fox News anchor. Neil Cavuto was not prepared for what the Wyoming congresswoman had to say about the former president. <laughs> and I was like, I saw this headline. I was like, oh, what did she say? I would be what did she pearls. say? Hold on, Tom. Let me play it. Yeah. I'll just play the whole thing. Okay obligation and a duty to the Constitution, uh, a duty to the peaceful transition of power. And I think that, you know, when you look at the challenges we face today uh, and you look at the the real turn towards socialism that you see coming from the Democrats, when you see, you know, this decision on Afghanistan, when you see the executive orders President Biden has signed ending all oil and gas uh, leases on public lands, uh, when you see the massive spending for the Green New Deal, uh, when you see the extent to which, you know, they really don't want us to teach 
teach kids uh, American history. They don't want us to teach our kids to be proud of this country. Those are all battles that we've got to fight, battles we have to be in, that, that I'm honored to be in, and that I'm going to continue to fight, and I know ultimately that we will win. If Donald Trump were the 2024 nominee, would you support him? I would not. Okay. Liz Cheney, very good catching up with you. Thank you very much. For you too, Neil. Thank you. Good to be. So here's the thing, like fucking she goes out of her way to fucking list off every single Republican talking point, Tom, except for the last one, which is I will not vote for Trump. Like she admits every fucking she hits it like a fucking pinball machine, man. Socialism. Democrats don't want to teach history. She's got like six guns. She's shooting targets. She's like pew, 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 pew. And then at the end, they're like, will you vote for Trump? She just blows the fucking smoke out of there. (laughs) Nope. Whoop, whoop. Right in the holster, walks away. I'm what the, the thing that blew me away about this was that he was surprised to hear that yeah. she voted to impeach him. How the fuck can this? How in the world? What world are you living in where you should be surprised? Yeah, that somebody who voted to impeach the motherfucker was would would be like, yeah, well, I voted to impeach him, but I'd still yeah. vote to reelect him. Yeah, no, why? What? It's the it's the only non-hypocritical thing I've ever heard a Republican say. I think that's why the guy that's, on Fox yeah. was flummoxed. He's flabbergasted. That's why, you know, although, Tom, you can vote to impeach him and then still vote for his Supreme Court nominee. That's okay. That ask, is that Ask is Mitt terrible. Romney. That is, yeah. Ask fucking, fucking Mitt if that's yep. okay. And he'll tell you that is de- it's okay. That is- it's perfectly fine. Because I agree with his decision. I don't agree with him and I don't like him and I'll vote twice to fucking impeach him but I will vote for his fucking Supreme Court nomination. Yeah, well, Romney's not. Romney is still a Republican, my friend. Oh, like, fucking A, dude. That fucking guy a. is, Don't let is him fool not. You. Yep, Don't let him no. fool you, man. Don't let nope. any of his fuckers fool you. Nope, not Especially one her. of them is worth you know, a shit. And that's the thing is, I remember hearing her very impassioned, and she was the one who brought it up, in fact. In the, you know, in, and 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 she's a high-ranking House member, and everybody didn't like that shit. They were yep. pissed. They didn't like her. There was a lot of people super mad about it. But she brought it up, and you know, she stood by, you know, those very narrow principles. But you know, don't get don't fucking mistake the idea that she's on your fucking side. Not she for ain't a on your fucking side. Not, nope, not yeah. for a fucking second. Not for she dislikes everything you love. Yeah. Like she wants to stop progress, everything. But yeah. Again, like, how the fuck is anybody surprised? Yeah. How can you be surprised? Don't be surprised. It's crazy. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons, the Mutated Wisdom, Janie, Adra, Scott, Kim, Jen, I knowledge fight scathing and thinking atheists through the glory hole. (laughs) (laughs) Neon Relics, Idiom Mathematics, Abigail, Daniel, and Uncle Piss. <laughs> Uncle Piss. This is a classy yeah. show, um, Cecil. Of the people who up their pledges, Calf, Z, Chris, Jack, and Dylan. And we did ask last week, if you are uh, if you are someone who enjoys the show, we ask that you become a patron. Uh, we are asking people uh, to, uh, to, you know, chip in for the hard work that we do every week. And Tom and I put in a lot of time and effort into the show and Ian as well. And we uh, we uh, we give Ian a, a nice portion of that money. That money goes to Ian because he's because he's worth it. He works because, hard, and, and yeah. he's and he's worth it, and he does a great job. And we're very happy to have him on board. 
And yep. uh, we'd like to keep paying them. So if you enjoy the show and you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com or you can go to Dissonance Pod uh, and uh, the, there's a patron link at the bottom. And anybody that does not want to become a patron, please write in an email to us about why you don't love Ian's baby. Yeah, that's a, very important. You don't love Very Ian's important. Baby. So we got a bunch of messages this week. Uh, we got an interesting message from Andrew. And Andrew says, I support the notion of COVID passports in theory. However, very concerned about how this will disproportionately affect our poor communities, specifically individuals who are black and brown. And a lot of those places, hospitals have been closed, limiting access to medical care in our for-profit system. There's historically a general distrust of government initiatives providing the vaccine, the Tuskegee experiment and such. Um, and that's going to cause a lot of people not to get the jab. These vulnerable communities might be, might be more susceptible to further discrimination because of businesses requiring proof of COVID vaccination for travel service job, et cetera. Um, and that's an interesting take on this because there is fewer opportunities for them and there is more distrust there. Uh, and, and it's hard to see this outside of the lens of privilege that I know I have. Uh, but it's, it's my hope that the more people get it, the more, uh, communities of color get it. And I did hear recently, um, that communities of color are getting this, uh, way more, than the sort of mommy Karens that are mommy blogging. Yep. Like that's a, they are getting it at a far higher rate. I think that there was a tremendous amount of concern over the distrust issue. But when you look at the surveys, some of the most recent surveys that have been done about willingness to take the vaccine, not whether or not you've gotten it, access is a separate issue, but willingness to take the vaccine, it was, there was a big worry that people of color were going to be more distrustful and numerically they're not. Um, numerically, people of color are clamoring for this vaccine. I think in part because this disease has ravaged their communities yeah. disproportionately. Because many of them are frontline workers, right? Right. You know, like, yep. like many of them work jobs. You know, we're talking at the very beginning of the show about the incredible privilege of being able to work from home. Many people of color don't have that privilege. They have to right. work in a frontline job. Yep. They have to work in a place where they're, you know, they're they're interacting with other people on a one-to-one yep. -one basis. And they need this thing in order to survive because they're seeing people on there that that are close to them wind up getting this disease. We got we got a message. Patriotic goal for doing y'all's beards like this during a live stream. This was from Unapologetics Podcast. Uh, there's oh. an image of a guy with a tinsel beard. And that is, I don't even know how you would do that. It's like a glitter tinsel beard. I'm going to post it on this week's show notes. Why? You guys take a look at it. I don't even know how that would be possible. I will say though, uh. at a certain point, Tom, like my beard at a certain point is just like fucking I don't even know. It's like it's like a fucking nuclear bomb at a certain point because I haven't cut oh, it just in a heat? very long time, and it just goes poof and just will not. <laughs> yep. I I have to like fucking comb it and then use the heat thing to like straighten it, and it still fucking puffs out on the sides. Yep. My my I haven't been to a barber in a long time, and so I'm I'm looking forward to going to see a barber and just say fix this because this is I'm not used to it being this long at the sides of my face or this long on my chin because I haven't cut it in a year. And so it's, oh my God. it's been, it's just keeps on growing in the same direction. I have, you know, lots of, it's really kinky and it just like sort of stays in one place, but I have to spend a lot of time fucking brushing that thing. Cause I look like a fucking, I look like somebody put a fucking dinner plate of hair on my face. <laughs> Haley was kind enough to, to trim mine 
don't know, maybe like a month or two ago because yeah. I had not had it cut in many months. Yeah. And it was fucking making me crazy because it was all, didn't grow the same rate no. everywhere. It was it's all fucking, fucking wild. I got on, I got on a call, Cecil, with my boss's boss. And I never have to get on a Zoom call with that guy. I mean, now, I talk to that guy once every couple of years. And the first thing is, oh my God, Tom, your beard. He sent me a thing of cigars because he called me Fidel Curry. Holy and he sent me a shit, thing of cigars. Dude, it was so really funny, but it was it was just shy. Like it shocked him. He yeah. stopped the, it was just. Yeah. And I, was I like, look like right. fucking Fidel Castro. I get it. I fucking, I'll, I'll own that shit. A hundred percent, man. hundred percent. It's the worst. Gonna, it's a terrible. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's a terrible. I, I actually got a text message from my barber a week or two ago, and he's like, "Hey, man, I miss you in the shop." I'm like, "I'm coming back." Yeah, I'm vaccinated. I'm coming back. Yeah. I'm gonna Please go get take my hair back. I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna get my ends trimmed and my beard done. I'm gonna go get my hair did for sure. <laughs> the moment, the moment I can. All right. We got a message about silencers. Uh, we get these on occasion. Um, we we recognize that silencers are not what people think silencers are. Silencers, uh, they just, there's a tiny baffle in comparison to what they show in movies. We know this. We recognize that that's yeah. the case. I yep. uh, I think we were making a joke about silencers last time. Silencers and flamethrowers flame are just throwers. things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I made a comment that they're illegal in most states. Yeah. And we were just yeah. making a joke. It's 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 yeah. not, uh, we don't, I, I know Tom and I both recognize that you still would hear. Uh, yeah, it's not a, it's not a. Yeah. It's sound. Not, Wait, it's I not, know it's not. It's yeah. not fucking James Bond. We know it's not that way. But it, I will say, you still don't need it. Like, I know people say, oh, yeah, it reduces hearing damage. It also, like, dramatically reduces the accuracy of the gun. So what do you need a silencer for? It's not... Yeah, wear earplugs. You know what I mean? Like, right. that, I mean, you should, and I have shot a everybody million should times. Be, everybody should be wearing hearing protection. Right. And I have shot many guns just to see how loud they were without it. You can shoot one or two shots and you're okay. It's like a very right. loud firecracker. So you can do it without earplugs. So, and if you're in a life or death situation, which is, I guess, what people are talking about when you wouldn't have earplugs in, then I guess you just deal with the hearing damage instead of the death damage. I mean, you know, you, right. you got to take yeah, the I good, don't... you take the bad. You know, I right. I certainly wouldn't want to be pulling a silenced pistol out in my house and shooting at somebody and maybe hitting my cat or my wife or something. You know, right. that doesn't yeah. make like, it, I, yeah. Why would you go target practicing with a silenced gun? There, there are better options. And if you're target shooting, you don't want something that damages the accuracy of your gun. Yeah. So just from a practical perspective... A silencer is not valuable in the hands of the everyday person. No, it's it's not, valuable in the hands of military because, as this email notes, it makes the sound harder to pinpoint and yeah. harder to locate. Yeah. Well, and and also, I think it's valuable to the public because they want a cool toy. They want to right. have a toy. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. Uh, we got an interesting message from Garrett, and he says, I work in rural Michigan. And in conversations with people, a lot of people never wear masks, but admit in a one-on-one -on -one setting that if that they're getting the vaccine and it's, and he's basically saying like, the idea is, is that they're, they're going to get this vaccine because it's not something that someone else can see that someone yeah. else can pinpoint <clears throat> that someone, you know, it's just like when you vote for somebody, they can't tell who you voted for. You walk right. into the booth, you could have voted for Biden and you could still tell everybody you voted for Trump, even though you hate him or whatever. 
So right. you can hide that sort of thing. And the same thing goes with the mask. You can't hide that, but you can hide the fact that you got a vaccine. Yeah, it is interesting because toxic masculinity certainly plays into the anti-vax Absolutely. and anti-mask anti Anti-masking, yep. for sure. Yep. We got a message from Indiana Joe, and he had said uh, that, you know, like, there's some crazy people out there on in the the sort of party a queue right now that are really far crazy people that they have access to guns. And one of the reasons why he wants to have guns and have access to guns is because they have access to guns. And I 100% agree with you in that sense because some of those people, I watched the Frontline thing, that Frontline, there's an American insurrection. If you haven't seen it, it's a long, <clears throat> long documentary, maybe almost yeah. two hours long. Very interesting documentary that elucidated a lot of interesting things to me one, I thought the Boogaloo movement was a joke. I do not. Man, I did I too. No How not think a the joke are they? Was a joke. Also, the depth of white supremacy and into some of these groups was surprising. Way more than I thought. I always thought white supremacy was a lot more disorganized, and that really shed a shed a light on that for me. That yep. in a way that was a little alarming. So I understand, but at the same point, I recognize too that if we all start to get rid of our guns in some way or start to limit our guns in some way, hopefully it limits their guns too. And then there's just, they're just less dangerous then. We got a message about uh, hearing us on, on the thinking atheist where I gave a Mac and cheese recipe. Uh, you can check us out on the thinking atheist. We were on last week. Uh, we're also on the YouTube channel. So you can check out that show. Uh, Seth had us on, just asked us a bunch of random questions that we just sort of you know, spitballed because he didn't really prep us. So it was, <laughs> it was no prep and we just had off to kind of cuff, go, go off the cuff. So, uh, so it was, but it was interesting and fun. And so check it out if it you was. have a chance. We're also on the Scathing Atheist this week. We did a, uh, uh, a roast section with them. So you can check out the Scathing Atheist this week. We came on to do a vulgarity for char charity segment with them. Uh, I want to just mention a bunch of people, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, sent us messages about how long they've been listening. We, we read them all. Thank you so much for listening for such a long time. It's our 10-year anniversary recently. Uh, but I want to call attention to one in particular. This is Dan. And Dan sent in a message. And he said, I caught the live stream the other night so late, so I wasn't able to, to join in and reminisce. He said, but I, 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 I remember, but I, I, I barely remember, but I apparently found your show while searching for the atheist experience and sadly did not start as early as I had hoped. Seems like about 15 months after you started. I still listen to every episode and appreciate your work. So he started, he listened about 15 months after we started. Wow. He replied to the original email that he sent to us. It came How in. How crazy is that? He replied to the original email he sent to us in, on Friday, August 31st, 2012. 2012. And it's still in our inbox. And he that's replied so cool, to that. I think that's so cool. I think it's so yeah. great. So Dan, thanks for listening to us for so long. And also thanks so much to everybody who's listened to us for a long time. And we really do appreciate all the people who have who have stuck with us, and uh, and all the new people, and and you know we're we're just we're just happy that people listen. Like every time yeah. somebody ever says to me, "Hey man, love the podcast," I'm, my my first response to that always is, "Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening." Because I I'm happy that you like it. I'm happy that we put out a product that people enjoy, and it's not just one or two. It's a lot of people who really enjoy the show, and and we get a lot of great messages. And this last week was. It was one of those weeks where we got a lot more great messages than we got bad messages. So yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> and I'm just, I, I will echo similarly. I, th I think it's, um, I don't know, man, there's something just like incredibly humbling about the idea that people have stuck with you for seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten 10 years sure. that, you know, they've listened to hundreds of hours of, of just us, of just me and Cecil just talking 
and bullshitting and saying, did you see this shit on the news this yeah, week? I mean, yeah. and that's what this show is. And it, it, that's what it started out as, I guess. But it's really kind of become this home for people. Yeah. And it's taken on a life that doesn't exist just through Cecil and myself. And it's just, it's a, it's a really fun and humbling and wonderful experience to be a part of the community that our listeners built with each other. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's fun to it's fun to watch that community exist. And it's fun to watch that those people interact with each other. And we see it every week on the live stream. We see how they interact with each other. And there's so many people that become friends and they talk to each other. When you see the chat, yeah. I see the chat later and you see how they greet each other and they're happy to see each other and they're happy to talk to each other. And so it's it's actually a really cool thing. Uh, catch our live streams, 9 p.m. Central. <clears throat> a couple weeks, Tom's going to be in studio with me. So that's going to be pretty Crazy. awesome. Uh, you guys should definitely come to that one. That one's going to be in two weeks. Uh, what is that? The 20, I don't know, 29th? 29th, I think. 29th, I'm thinking. Something like that. I I, I don't have a camera. I don't have a calendar yeah, in front of 29th. me, so I'm guessing. But 29th, Tom's going to be in studio. So you should check that one out. All right, guys. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you, like we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.